it earlier. Well, the same thing in a way. So I just like the title of this. It's I and mine are up for the vast internet audience reading out of I am that. A modern spiritual classic. Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. 77 is the chapter. So it goes, I and mine are false ideas. I and the mine are false ideas. That's nice. Having no foundation in reality. Made by the mind, they rule their creator as long as he takes them to be true. When questioned, they dissolve. I always like this thing, because if you ever read this uh, famous Zen treatise called Faith Mind, he, he states quite a lot of things the same way. He says, they rule the creator, and but this is the condition, as long as he takes them to be true. Yeah. So... They have a power to rule you as long as you take them to be true. And then obviously, they don't have any power to rule you if you don't take them to be true. Yeah. So the possibility of their effect isn't based on their own quality. It's based on your quality. Or what you call what's sitting here. This is really important because a lot of times, like I come from a, a recovery community and the biggest problem, one of the biggest Aspects of the problem is that we blame everyone for where we find ourselves. Yeah, everyone did it to us somehow. <laughs> the judge, the parents, you know, the original family, that girl's not going out with me when I was 12, whatever. So we try to look to find someone to blame other than looking, and there's no blame, but other than looking at where the mistake actually occurs. Yeah. So he says a beautiful statement, you know, these false, this false, these these ideas, these false ideas of I and mine. I like to use my, my. It's a more active thing of mine. Are made by the mind. He says created, but I like the way Course in Miracles looks at, at things. He says the only thing that mind can do here is make. Yeah, mental condition. It can't create. They would say God can only create. You know, mentality can only make. So, made by the mind, they rule their their maker as long as he takes them to be true. When questioned, they dissolve. Yeah. So in a sense, they don't really dissolve. They just don't, as peer, they don't appear as solid as they once did because their solidity is based on you. Yeah. I don't know. I find this to be quite an important state, uh, idea because a lot of them, if you read them, like in the, that faith mind, the guy would say, hey, you don't have to... Uh, seek the truth just stop cherishing your own opinions yeah so it's your opinions that are keeping the truth seemingly uh, vague or away yeah it's not the truth the truth isn't oh the truth just doesn't want to land on me you know the truth has got a, a bias against me it has nothing to do with it it's a possibility but all possibilities like spring to fruition by us yeah and a lot of the possibilities and manifestations you could say they have a, a dualistic breakup, yeah? It could be either good or bad. There's no good or bad, but it can either be good or bad or, let's say, beneficial or adverse, yeah? And so the adversity and the benef and, and its benefit aren't based on that, on those things that are happening because they don't really have any quality, yeah? They're appearances. So like in Zen, in Buddhism, they always talk about that idea of emptiness, yeah? That everything is inherently empty. And really... One of the things I, I believe it implies is that 
everything is inherently empty of its own nature in a way. It's not a chair per se. It's not there's not a there's not a species called chairs. Yeah, there's it's given a meaning. Yeah, and and it's able to be given a meaning because it's empty. Yeah, it doesn't have a meaning in and of itself that would be able to impose that meaning on you. It doesn't have any meaning because it's empty. So it's it it can reflect or sort of or sort of display a meaning. Yeah, it can sort of it has a surface that will catch the meaning and then and then give it a shine, so to speak. Like an old Buddhist text about uh, it's a great book. It's on the title. It says uh, Lord Buddha's uh, explanation of the universe. It's freaking great. I mean, to have someone just say, okay, sit down, I'm going to explain the whole thing here. So, in this long Lord Buddha explanation of the universe, they talk about a shine that things are given. And then the shine is what affects you. So, the shine that things are given is from giving it a meaning. Yeah? The mind lends some of its reality, which is the light of all lights, and gives it a meaning. Hey, this is real. This is a real problem having. And it, 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 it instills a shine on it. The reality is like a shine. So it has a light that it doesn't have in and of itself, in a way, on the surface. So a, a light goes on it by our believing it, and then it shines back the reflection of reality. So you get stuck in this, like this hallway of mirror and shit, you know, shit and fans, I like to call it. But the whole the hallway is based on mirrors. So if that's what's happening, if that's if so, if that thing doesn't actually have a meaning, how can it affect me? Just like an obvious example would be yesterday. Yesterday isn't encroaching on today, is it? I mean, yesterday seems to be put to rest. (laughs) It seemed to come and go, (laughs) and I have a vague idea with this conceptual framework that I live by that it was a Friday. (laughs) But Friday, to have an effect on on me, or or if you want to call it Saturday, but let's call it me, for Friday to have an effect on me when it's past, I must believe in Friday. Yeah. So I'm giving Friday its shine because it doesn't have a shine in itself. And it's an obvious thing because here it's not happening. We're not seeing it, feeling it, tasting it, or touching it. Yeah. We can have memories of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, but we can't have, quote-unquote, the real thing because there is no real thing, basically. <laughs> there's a real no thing. So, but, so there's Friday. And Friday basically is mute. It has, can't play any tune. It can't capture your attention because it's done. Yeah. So, but what, what instills it with, with the ability to, like, we make it a golden oldie, so to speak. You know what I mean? We go back into it and we try to, and what happens is we start thinking about yesterday and it encroaches on our experience of today. Yeah? Because the thinking will override the experience. And if this keeps happening... From Friday to Saturday to Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday, 2000, you know, June to July, August, September, 2013 to 14, 15, 16. It's got a pretty strong momentum in time where it basically, it's sort of like you're standing on Saturday, but like the backwash of Friday goes over you, yeah? So you get hit by the yesterday's wave, so to speak. So you're always being influenced by yesterday, and you're wondering, and you're thinking it's yesterday, but how could yesterday influence us if it's past, if it's done? Yeah. How does it have the ability to rise up and crash on us? Where it? We're the wave-making machine. 
You know what I mean? There's no current and tide producing a wave on Friday to crash on Saturday. We're the wave-making machine. By thinking, you know, by going back into memory and being worried about Friday on Saturday. Yeah. To being really concerned, I had such a bad day, there's no way I'm not going to have a bad Saturday. (laughs) And so, where the hell did that come from? Saturday? No. Because... It came from the mind that believes there's a Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And it says very clearly here, if the mind's belief in Friday and Saturday is weakened, then the effects of Friday and Saturday will weaken. Because they're not based on Friday and Saturday. They're based on you. They're based on the one who seems to be in Friday and Saturday. And all these little pointers that are worth their salt, they keep bringing it back to that point. They'll say all these lovely things about the clarity of consciousness, but then there's always a but. But, if you're up the ass of self, it won't seem to be so. But, if you're in disturbance of the agitated mind, it won't seem to be so. But, so, in a way, in this place of manifestation, you have the bigger role, in a sense, because if you're not complying with what's so, you'll be living based on, or living an interpretation of what's not so. And it will seemingly be so. It will be override. It, it can possibly, in our little amphitheater, override what's so. Yeah, not forever, but in time it can do it. For sixty years, maybe eighty years. Some people, it's twenty years. Then something happens. For forty years, or a traumatic event sets off chains of circumstances where their mind gets weaned off of it. Yeah, but some people maybe could live from day one, or not. There's never a day one, but let's say from about 18 months when the selfing starts kicking in to the point of death, right? Believing in what wasn't happening. So, then there's an interesting thing because usually a lot of them will say, well, go inside, yeah? And a lot of people believe they're going inside because they're sitting here. Deb may not like this one because I did this yesterday. They're sitting here and they go inside and they're listening to the thoughts, yeah? But the thoughts are of the outside. They're being generated by the brain, which is outside. It's a thing, yeah? The inside isn't the inside of a thing. It's inside, yeah? So a lot of people believe they're going inside, but all they're doing is going inside in the outside, <laughs> which makes it even worse. It's better to be really shallow and right on the surface in the outside, you'll have a probably a happier time, maybe blissfully ignorant. You'll have a lot happier time than if you have introspection about the outside from an out from an inside that is part of the outside. It's like a double whammy, and then you want to drink and get loaded and everything else, yeah, because you want to get relief from your inner life. But that's not the inner life, yeah. That's that's the in the inner life of the inner and outer life. Yeah? So here's the outer, my outside skin and how I look, and then the thoughts about how I look. No, that's all of it is out. Yeah? But you, you believe it's in because it's a dualistic expression. So, oh, if I go in here and just think about Paul, I'm in. I'm in my head. But no, you're in your head, but your head's outside. Yeah? So the inside is like being in spirit in a sense, which is man- is. It's the root or the engine of this manifestation, but you may not notice it because it's always happening. Yeah? Just like most things. If something's always happening, you don't know that it's happening. Just like if when you were born, someone put a hand on your shoulder 
and this had been there, it had been there every day since this moment, you wouldn't know there was a hand on your shoulder. You would be thinking you have some shoulder problem, why? Or you'd be, you know, one, you'd always get shirts with one sleeve longer than the other. You may, you would adapt to this idea, and you may have tons of speculations. Oh, it was, they dropped me when I was a kid, and this and that. But really, if the hand finally lifted, you would know the influence of the hand by its absence, yeah? You would finally know about the hand when it lifted. Not when it was on, toward producing an effect, but when it lifted, you would realize, oh, that's the that was what was doing it, yeah? I mean, it would be like an aha, and with no more further investigation. That's all you needed to know what you weren't, yeah? That's, to, that's how I see it. If you entertain the possibility you're not that which you're taking yourself to be, if it starts picking up steam, that's more than enough. It's like, you're not that, that's that. It's not like you're not that, and let's get into finding out what we are. No, that's part of not that, <laughs> trying to find out what not that is. Yeah? Just find out what it isn't, which it isn't you, yeah? and then get on with it. And you will get on with it, because there's a current here. There's a manifestation here. There's being here. It's not just be here, it's being so it's going gonna, it's gonna to move. It's going to move you just like that, that agitated dance of the mentality moves you. But usually in like, a, it's not even a circle, it's a square. You should go back. Or it's like a two, it's like a, it's like a vehicle that only has two gears. You go into the future, back into the past, into the future, back into the past. You can't go off road. You know what I mean? You just, er, 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 er. Oh, I'd love to stop there. Er, er, er. Oh, I'm here on Saturday. Er, no, Thursday, next week. Oh, I can't just fucking get in gear with what's happening. It's fucking frustrating. Seriously, isn't it? I mean, people read tons of books about how to get into this moment. <laughs> it's not getting, it's like people say in recovery. It's, I, I can get sober, it's saying sober. So I can seem to get into the moment for a fleeting moment, but I can't stay in the moment. That's the dilemma. Because this thing's constantly kicking back and forth in gear. Because it's agitated. It can't rest. Yeah? If it's rest, it's... Its unreality becomes obvious. It's through agitation, through movement, that it can cause a sort of, of a blindness. Yeah. If it keeps moving, it can keep. It, it's like a sleight of hand that has to keep happening. Yeah. Or it's like it's like an application of a, a glue that can't bind anything. But it's applied so much, you stop believing that what's is, what's being applied and what's being applied to is the same. Yeah. But it has to keep doing that. Or if it stops, there's a big gap. We call it a pause, whatever, where you realize, geez, that's not actually going on. Yeah. There's something that's truly going on, which is it has the quality that it's always going on. And then you start realizing, there's this little agitated idea that I thought is movement, but the real movement is total stillness, because all and everything is occurring. Yeah. And there you rest, and you know it as soon as you lay there, because it's like, you have the ability to recognize it. You have it. It's, it's inherent in all of us because we're that mind. Yeah. So this idea of all these statements, they always seem to be followed by a consideration which is pointing to the quote-unquote importance you have in your own life. Not as a doer and haver. Yeah? Not as the doer and haver. 
the importance will express itself through doing and having, but in what you're identified as, as being the doer, as being the haver, yeah? The doing and having is auxiliary. That's what facilitates the bondage. But it's the feeling of being the doer. That's the basis that's being reinforced, yeah? By all the actions. The same thing. The, the basis of being the thinker is being re- reinforced by all the thoughts. The thoughts are used to facilitate the, and the, the constant bringing the mind back to this crazy idea, you're the thinker, yeah? That's why there's probably 70,000 thoughts a day, because if there was a lot of free time, the mind would roam. It would go free range and realize, Jesus Christ, I'm not the thinker, nor am I the thought, and not like this. It would just dawn on itself, yeah? But if every thought is preceded by, I'm the thinker, or it's about me, it tends to apply, yeah? The sort of glue, so the imaginary bondage seems to be so. So most people who are in the identification of self, one of the qualities of being in the identification of self is they don't know they're in the identification of self. That's, they have no clue. Even if they're pu- poring over and studying all the scriptures of the world and they're locked in a, in a scriptural library, they still don't know the basic situation because the identification is in place and they're trying to become a knower of the spirit. They're trying to become a knower of God. They're trying to become a knower of love and a knower of truth instead of being truth, being God, being love. Yeah. And they, want, they may not, they may run right over. In, in the scriptures themselves, they'll keep pointing, but the, the stubbornness of this, of this identification will deflect all the pointers and then it will take that message, hey, you're a lion and make it into I can become like a lion. What? How did that happen? Yeah, not by the message. The message isn't like you're a lion, you're a lion. Then it mutates into you can become like a lion. It's you're a lion. It's pretty strict. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. But then it hits here, and then it turns into I can become like a lion. And now you go home very smugly. Oh, now I've got some hope. I can become like a lion, and it will make this sheep life a little more bearable. And you know, if I work really hard, maybe I'll get to be like a lion. But obviously, I'm a sheep. You know, I'm never going to override that nature. But that nature doesn't even need to be overrided. You're not a sheep. We make it so much harder, you know, where it's cast into 20 lifetimes of purification and constant vigilance and saying, like, not just eight Hail Marys, but like 800,000. And it's fun, but, still, you know, some of those people, they, they bow, they, they do like a pranam, you know, a bowing, all for like 80 miles. You know, they have to get knee pads and elbow pads and the hands are all ripped up. And it's great, you know, if you want to do that. But, I mean, you know, it gets to be drawn out. It becomes like this huge, huge process that's usually based on you, you know, getting purified or better or more spiritual or compassionate. But it's never based on the basic fact, Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, you know, I, I wouldn't even want to do it from here to there on these rocks, you know? I'd fucking be, hey, it's like I have this example that I really love because it was so cool. I was, uh, you know, I, I got into recovery and I I remember when I was younger, the best things that, that I had done were like meditation and I used to do chi tai chi and macrobiotics. So I tried to go back and do those things, yeah? And so I was open to suggestions of how to make my spiritual life better. And this lady told me about this giant sweat she was going to go to in Mount Shasta, you know, incredible vortex and and uh, it's this huge event. All these people from all around the country come, and it's just a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and they have this Indian coming from Oklahoma or something. 
So I go up there, and I'm going to camp out. I'm camping out in my car. And it was cool. There's all these people, and they start, they build the, they build the sweat lodge out of, out of saplings, and they got these leather blankets. Everyone's into it. And then some big, you know, VIP people came with big Harleys with the blood flowing. Oh, that's Mr. Harold or whatever, or some, you know, smoking Joe or something. Oh, yes, he's, he's one of the elders. And, oh, I, I didn't know anyone there except the lady who invited me. And so I go in, never been in a sweat. And it's pretty big because there's a lot of people there. And everyone wants to get in. So I'm in there and I'm standing up because I saw some other people stand up. Most people sitting down. And there's these rafters. So I'm holding on to them like a subway thing. And then they, the flap goes down and there's a big open pit. They have these super hot and they have rocks that are super hot in there. And this guy whoever's running it can throw this water with herbs and stuff on it and it produces a huge heat like it just comes pulsating at you and it was totally pitch black I couldn't see and so I'm, I'm the heat is like burning the inside of my arms and my side inside my nose my ears I'm going I try to sit down there's someone right underneath me I couldn't sit down and I'm like it's like a subway to hell I'm just like shriveling <laughs> I'm going oh no Oh, and I'm just praying not to a God. I'm just saying, open that flap. Just let me out of here. And I'm trying to save my spiritual face, so I'm not going to fucking just run out. And go, Did you see that guy who ran out? Uh, yeah, it was me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i die before I lose my spiritual face. But screw my ass. So burn it, burn it, burn it. They open the flap. I try to run out there, and you jump in a big stream, and it's a rush. I mean, you're in super cold water, and you Man, and then they have, all right, round two. All right, so round two, okay. I go in there, now I'm a little smarter. I sit down and I try to locate myself near the flap, <laughs> just in case. And they pour it out, and I'm trying to block the heat, you know. I got my knees up, and it's just, boom. I'm saying, I'm just praying, don't put any more water on this rock, you know, don't. Boom, boom, and it's just, and I went through it for the whole day, yeah. Now, go ahead 10 years from there, something happened to my head. And my friends were trying to follow the Native American way. They're all Anglo-Saxons, you know, from, from fucking Madison, Wisconsin. But, so, and one of them I knew, and he wanted me to go to this event. And it was going to be at this guy's house in Petaluma. And they were bringing an Indian in from Oklahoma. And they built the small little thing. And they had all this food and soda outside and crystal uh, Calistoga waters. So I, I said, all right, I'll, I'll support you. So I went in there. We're sitting in the, in the yurt, whatever. And it starts getting hot, and I had this realization, hey, this is hot. I get up, and I walk out. (laughs) And I go in there, and it's beautiful night. The stars are out. There's the drinks I'm drinking. I'm eating all the food, and I can hear them moaning and praying in there. And I'm kicking back. (laughs) You know what I mean? And in hindsight, what happened? Ten years before, I would have been in there, you know, saying my prayers, please remove this from me. Never remove the me, but remove all of this from me so that me can be better. <laughs> Instead of please remove the me. You know? I want to actually add on to the me. I want some move, some shit removed so I can add on some more, like more reflective, glittery stuff. Look at my eyes. I got a loving gaze now. Oh, yes. So... But then something shifted in my life, and I sat there, and it, it was just an immediate, it was like seeing blue is blue. I started getting hot, and I said, fuck this. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, to me, that to me is the clearer way, to tell you the truth. Yeah? 
It's just simple. It's, it states so much, but it's a very simple example. And I had no idea what was happening to me at all. But I could tell it by its effects because I would have been in there. I would have been right at the pit and you know, this and that. Instead, as soon as it, oh, bye, see ya. <laughs> I thought that was incredible progress. Yeah. And nothing, and I didn't, and it wasn't produced by thought or effort. Just the mind shifted. Yes? And that's the whole point. If you ever read that old Zen treatise, Faith Mind, look at the first word in the title, Faith Mind. Having faith in mind. We've had a faith in a mental process that's produced huge doubt. But that shouldn't be casted on the mind. It should be casted on the mental process. The mental process of selfing is, is definitely some... It's a failed system. So doubt is a natural thing that should arise if you're relying on a failed system and you're sentient there should be some doubt arises to what the hell are you doing following these thoughts if they've never worked before, yeah? But when the mind shifts out of that failed system and starts resting in a reliable system, it starts responding to that reliability. And ease and comfort comes over it. It's all its imaginary knots get untangled, not by untangling them, just by what's going on in mind. The mind is now relying on something that's reliable and it, therefore it relaxes. Yeah? It's, it's tension, it's agitation that it's been dwelling on, which is just a very tiny aspect of it, a mental process of selfing. It expands out of that, and it sees what surrounds all that agitation is pure, brilliant, clear stillness. And it now it's, it's, it's uh, let's say it's the percentage of its stocks are now on that side. So it has an immunity to the failed system. And, you'll, and with the immunity to the failed system, you see how the failed system works. And the failed system works through the facilitation of the thought system by based on the foundation that the thoughts are yours. That's how it grabs your attention because they're your thoughts. If you had thoughts and you were clearly seeing them as Stanleys and you weren't a Stanley, you would have a built-in wisdom around those thoughts. You'd say, these fucking thoughts are crazy. But if they're cast as yours, you'll think they're incredibly ingenious. Yeah? And you're totally willing to follow them even though... They've led you to the same old, same old. You'll go merrily that way once again. Yeah? It's not the thought. It's the mind. Like he said here, it's the I and mind. Not what's mine, but the mindness of it. Yeah? So you know, you start seeing the problem from the solution. Yeah? And from the solution, the problem in a sense, is truly the highest level it can reach is that it can seemingly be so. It can appear to be so, but that appearance rests on you, just like it said here, you know? I and the mind are false ideas. False ideas. How can they be, how can they be true if they're false ideas? They can appear to be true to us, yeah? They don't get truth from... They don't, the falsehood doesn't go to a mall where they get some truth. There's no place to get the truth. It's us. We give it the truth. So here's a false idea, I and mine, but having no foundation in reality, none whatsoever in reality, made by the mind, they rule their creator. They're made by mind, yet they rule their creator as long as he or she takes them to be true. That's it. That's it. So as long as, soon, as, long as he or she takes them to be true, and as soon as he or she takes them not to be true, you'll see the opposite effect. They will not be able to rule the mind. 
they'll never, they won't be able to rule this possibility called you. Yeah? Because their power to rule isn't in and of themselves. They must be lent the power by us. That's why this isn't a, a passive spiritual path. It's active. Yeah? It's very active. It's actually seeing your role here, which is integral for the whole appearance. Because the appearance can only seem to be so. It can only seem to have an effect when what so believes it to have it. Yeah? We're the what so. It's, what so is not in Omaha, Nebraska. What so is sitting right where you are. Yeah? That what so sitting right where we are, taking itself to be what's sitting right where it is, now makes false things seem true. Now gives false things the ability to affect it. Now has now is lorded over by the effects that it has given the power for those to occur. Yeah? The same possibility. If I am what's sitting here, then those false ideas have their power to, a power to rule me. If I wake up to I am not what's sitting here, then those false ideas lose the power to rule me because they don't have the power in and on themselves. The power is lent to them by me. Not me as Paul, but what I am. Yeah? And how is it lent to them? Through the auspices, through the channel of who I'm not. Yeah? What I am is the reality, lending the reality through this false identification of who I'm not to things so those things can bite it in the ass, the false ass of the body. And then see, things reach a level of seemingly real. They're appearing to be real, true and false to us. They can never make the leap into being real. They can only appear to real because there's only one reality and it is what's looking right now. I see this as an incredible redistribution of power. Instead of giving so much power over to things, yeah, question the reality of this thing, and then the power will be distributed in a different way that I would say the experience of life here will be will be for the, the better for it. Yeah? yeah, It'll travel a whole lot damn lighter. And it may not have big whistles and bows and arrows and... All this shit, no one may notice. It doesn't matter. You're not looking for it to be noticed anymore. You're looking for the, the, the sense of contentment and satisfaction that it's, that it's allowing to arise frequently. Instead of agitation and discomfort, a contentment and satisfaction. Yeah? The agitation and discomfort will be real as real can be if you believe it to be so. And then if you don't, then the ease and comfort will be as real as real to be. And I'm telling you, even though it's in manifestation, it seems to be a lot closer to what's real than what isn't real. Yeah? And it all rests on this one pivotal point where you are. Like we had this reading in a, in a, uh, a recovery meeting. And it was simple. Begin where you are. And I said, well, what, what other option is there? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it sounded like a very profound, like, oh, yes, begin with, well, what, what, tell me what else you can do. You'll be continuing where you are. You'll be ending where you are. Then you'll be beginning something where you are, continue where you are. And <laughs> the where you are is the constancy. Yeah? The beginning, middles, and ends come and go. But they're coming and going to the where you are. Yeah? You can have the feeling they're coming through it or to it. 
And there there's a huge difference. If life is happening to you, it's totally different than if life is happening. Totally different way of seeing. Yeah? What is a form of blindness to me? It's based on looking. Yeah? So you're looking from a point of view of self, which isn't seeing. That's a form of looking. And that, see, that, that form of looking blinds you to the seeing. And at that point, life seems to be happening to you. Yeah? It does. It feels real as real can be. Like they're fucking with me. This person is doing this personally to me. It feels as real as real can be, but it can only seem to be real. It's defined by its absence. It cannot become present. It can only be brought into presence by what is present. Yeah. And it's not the thing. It's mind. I feel this is very, very evoking a lot of power. Yeah. It will cut off the whole possibility of blame immediately. You'll see. And then the whole idea of guilt and shame won't have much, won't find a branch to land on because that's all rooted in being a personal doer. Yeah? All guilt and, sh- and shame arises from the possibility that you're the doer of the actions that you feel like weren't good actions. Yeah? How are you going to break that habit if you keep taking yourself to be the doer of the actions? I'm not saying it's going to dawn on you immediately, but at least entertain the possibility that you're not to do it. You know, why not? Throw in some, throw, throw something in the works and see what happens. What happens if the works are stopped? You'll realize something continues. And that's a glimpse into what's always so. Because it's hard to recognize what's always so because it's always so. Yeah? Just like the effects of gravity on everyone's body. Very few people are complaining about gravity's effects today. They are. They're not even dawning on them that when they're walking up the hill, it's gravity that's making it harder. They think it's the hill. (laughs) They do. Yeah. Can you imagine these obvious total miscalculations? How? Why? Why are you surprised that these things seem the way they seem now? I swear, God. You know, we can't recognize what's blue is blue. You're so you're so sure about something. Next day you're unsure about it. There's no fucking there's no rest or foundation you can rely on. Everything is like it's like built like Jesus says, building that house on sand. You know what I mean? You want to be sure, so sure about your opinion, but the opinion is based on sand. Yeah. You may be so sure you're right. The Christianity is the only way. Move to a Muslim country. You'll probably be so sure that your Islam's the only way. Yeah. Or go to India. Then it's Hinduism. Or go to Buddhism, you know, go to Buddhism. That would be the scripture, really. Talk about the sweat, and then talk about leaving the next sweat. That was a huge quantum leap. Was that wasn't even noticed? Not that I, oh, I've gone to 80 sweats. No. I stopped going to any. Yeah. I'm into that. (laughs) I'm into that one. You're a professional meditator. Yeah? No. I can meditate sitting up, standing up, laying down, because you're being meditated. There's something, there's, mind's meditating all day. Yeah? Doesn't need your help.
Buddhism said, Buddha supposedly said there's four ways. You're sitting, lying down, all the time. Meditation's going on incessantly. Yeah, why did the sitting get so emphasized? I'd much rather go to the school where it was laying down. You know what I mean? I'm, that's the, the school I'm going to. I'm going to the laying down school. Get some nice pillows, lay down. I've been meditating for hours. Yeah, hallelujah. Jesus Christ. That was the best meditation I ever had. <laughs> why, like everyone wants to go with the sitting down and cross legs? I'll go with the relaxed way. <laughs> How about relaxed then? All right. The retreat, nah. Come to the temple for an hour ago. So, I would want to keep going because Michael, my old friend's here, but I don't. I like to keep it short and sweet when it's short and sweet. Yeah. To have the taste, you don't need more. You know, it's an invitation. If it tickles the mind, then it's. And it's always tickled my mind, so it's great. Every time I hear it, even coming through me. Because it's easy to be to take uh, yesterday's news to be today's news, yeah? This place is constantly shouting at us that we're a someone, yeah? That we're a person, that we don't measure up. Even like these, it blew me out around Christmas, This, even these like giant, uh, like... Uh, Tool stores are using it. Like Lowe's, it said, their motto was, never stop improving. You know? Mm-hmm. A Lowe's department store. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, never stop improving. So, you know? Add something to the closet, you know? Do a, put another window in this house or build another, another you know, staircase. Sarah Winchester. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Polish that gun again, you know? Jesus Christ, when do you stop? When do you? It's like we were talking about it the other night. Someone corrected me in Boston, my lovely friend Cynthia. She says, you've been talking about a hamster wheel as a hamster cage, so I got corrected. <laughs> but the hamster wheel is a trippy thing because there's no motorized hamster wheel. Yeah? The hamster wheel isn't really being a wheel until the hamster gets in it, right? The hamster is giving it the definition that it has, that it's a wheel. If not, it was just a circle thing, you know. It could be a wreath. You could hang it up as a wreath, yeah. You know, like an industrial Christmas. Put a hamster wheel there, you know what I mean? So, but the hamster gets on it, and then it has this inclination. It starts running, and now it's in this wheel. Now, if it had a self-centered point of view, I would imagine the hamster would think the wheel was doing it. This wheel's fucking with me, man. This wheel is so fucking fast. It's got me going all day. And then its hopes would be to get out of the wheel. And, it, and you know, like a miracle would happen. When it got out of the wheel, the wheel would stop. Fuck, unbelievable. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. But then it would get back in, and there would the wheel go. And then, oh, I want it to be just like this. But as soon as this hamster claims to get into the wheel, it doesn't stay just like that. It's now getting moved again, Yeah. Then it has it comes out and it's I want to be in the cage, the wheel just like that, but it can't help itself. As long as there's the hamster, it's going to make that thing a wheel. Yeah. As long as this identification is self in place, no matter what message you hear, it's going to be cast into seeking. It's going to be cast into seeking. Yeah. Not so much seeking in the way they're talking about, but in doing and having. In other words, 
I'm going to do and have myself into a, 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 a state of being, which cannot work. All you happens is you do and have yourself into another mental state. Yeah. Now you may conceptualize it and call it being, but it ain't. Yeah. Because you can't do and have yourself into being. It's one of the greatest disclaimers in all the scriptures that are worth their salt. They say, please, if you'd make this mistake, it will, it will go on for eons and nothing will happen. Yeah. If you make the mistake of using mind to seek the mind, it will go on for eons and nothing will happen. If you, if you make the mistake of using the light to find the light, yeah, using the light that we are to find the light that we think is, yeah, it will never work. Yeah. I love it when you can read it and hear it and then take it to heart. So what happens is you realize it ain't the wheel in the hamster cage, it's the hamster. Yeah. So if I'm not a hamster then there's a possibility, even though I seem to be in the wheel, I'll have a total different experience of being in the wheel. Yeah? Because that aspect that wasn't truly of me will now have been diminished. And I won't be driven like a form of slavery here anymore. I'll be able to smell the roses. I will be located where I am at the time I'm there. Yeah? I'll have an immunity to what's not happening. And this will occur and keep occurring with no thought or effort. It's the thought or effort that will, that will sort of distort it. Yeah? Leave it be. Leave it be and then see what happens. Find out what happens. It doesn't need you to coax it. It doesn't need you to sort of speed it along on your time frame. Yeah? All it needs is a little bit of willingness to entertain a possibility that maybe you're not the thinker of the thoughts. Maybe. Yeah? We're not saying, you're not the thing. Maybe you're not. Find out. Yeah? And in finding out about what's, what's reinforcing this idea of being what you're not, and if you lose interest in that idea of being what you're not, the engine, the energy that's, that's allowing these, these, these activities to do their job will be removed. Yeah? So the thought will be seen as a thought. And it won't be able to generate the feeling of being a thinker. It only generates the feeling, the feeling of being a thinker when it's, it's my thought. When the identification is in place, then it's used to, it uses every thought to reinforce the feeling of being the thinker. When the identification as the feeler is in place, it uses every feeling that occurs to facilitate the reinforcement of the idea of being the feeler. That's the bondage of self. It's a constant application of a crazy idea. So that the mind takes it to be so, and then it seems to be so. It needs the, it needs the mind's compliance to seem to be so. Because it has no soness in and of itself. Yeah? We lend it all the reality it seems to have. We lend it all the reality it seems to have. And this isn't shooting for the moon. It's shooting just for traveling lighter today. You know, so that you can feel an ease and comfort at 10 in the morning and it'll still be stabilized at 3 in the afternoon. It won't be, oh, I was up the ass of self and now I'm out of the ass of self, up the ass of self, out of, no. Not this constant in and out, in and out. It'll be out because you realize there's no in. Yeah? The best way to get out of something is realize you've never been in it. 
if you believe you're in it, then there's going to be drives to get out all day. And every out will lead back in. Because they're just part and parcel of the inness. It's questioning inness. If that, if that isn't so, then you're not, at, you're not underneath that spell anymore. It's, if that isn't so, that's that. And then find out what happens. Yeah? And then it's amazing what, what happens after a while. You realize how you've been freaking ripped off. With this, oh, I felt, you know, I I had about eight minutes of feeling okay today. Wow, it's fucking incredible, you know? No, the basic state now you're traveling as is as an ease and comfort, yeah? And then situations may spike and bring a big, ah, but they always fall back into the ease and comfort. That becomes the new baseline. Instead of irritability, restlessness, and discontent provoking more agitation, it's now an ease and comfort that's provoking rest and relaxation and peace, yeah? You can go either way, every second either way. Yeah? Give me that DVD, bro. I will. I'll buy your ass. My Saturday Night Entertainment is based on him. (laughs) Burning an illegal movie, I think. (laughs) So, any questions today? Mercenary. Tell them to do service. Take action. If you're totally in it, philosophy doesn't work. You got to take action. If you're really up the ass of self, and you're trying to tell yourself there is no ass and there is no self, that's getting pushed even more up the ass of self. It's like when your house is on fire, you need a pail of water. So if you believe that you killed people and stuff like that, then the reaction of guilt and shame is locked into that belief. And it's not going to get loosened by thinking about philosophies to apply to it. If you just take action, go to a soup kitchen, do some service, do a living amend to all those people you felt like you've harmed. Do a living amend, yeah? Action. And then the action does its job. You get out of the sense of self. Then you get entertained that there is no self. Yeah? People want to entertain that they're not something that they truly at that moment believe they are. It doesn't freaking work. It's not a, it's, it can't be used as a salve to, get, to make self better. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. So the mental process, they hear this message, it sees it as another thing to take advantage of. Tries to figure out, what, can I, what, can, what angle can I get out of this? Hey, I'm not the doer, fucking far out, you know? great excuse for a lot of shit but it's all on the surface there's no weight to it it's much better just to realize hey I'm screwed and then just do some actions and help other people who seem screwed I think it will go a lot farther yeah yeah I mean first of all he's locked into being a mercenary obviously his identification is in place that identification is rooted in doership. That doership now produces the guilt and shame. Yeah? He's in a pretty nice vice, in a sense. The mind is in a vice. So you've got to lubricate that vice so it moves a little, and action is the oil, in a sense. Yeah? Service. Yeah. You say there's nothing that the self, the small S, can do to get rid of the small self. 
Yes. It seems to be the cat doesn't have to get rid of. There's nothing there. Right. But then you were talking about a lot of different things that we can do to help get rid of that stuff. Well, it's not, we're not saying to help get rid of that stuff. Not, it's not really doing it. It's entertaining it. Who's, who's doing it? Huh? Find out. Because why does there have to be a who that if there's a doing? Can't they just be doing? Yeah, who realizes that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's just a realization. Why does it have to have someone has a realization? Can lack of self or self that goes away and the reality be there? Can that stay there for ever in time, permanently? I mean, once you get to this realization, can it stay Well, there? it is there forever in time. It's not there, it's here. It just doesn't, may, may it stay there for you, for the, in a sense, as a, this experience? Who knows? You have to find out. The possibility, I'm sure, is there, but you'll see what happens. Do you have any experiences here yet? Could you imagine if all your experiences, there was just the reality, all the reality, all the reality, why would you even be in a body then? Why would this be happening? Maybe this, maybe you want to have experiences as mind. Yeah. Maybe the mind entertained a possibility. Let's say it had to go down a rabbit hole, but to have the Alice in Wonderland, to have Wonderland, it had to take, have that seemingly take the the form of a body. Now, with the identification of body, it can't get up that rabbit hole and get out because it's a thing now. Yeah. So it's sort of trapped in its own making. Yeah. And it's experiencing things. And it's experiencing things as real as real can be because it's the reality, lending it themselves. Now the mind can maybe get sick of that and so it wants to change, yeah? But it's like the Course of Miracles says, you're, you're, we're in this dream, yeah? We're in this dream and what's going to happen is, so you're in, the, you're in Wonderland, seemingly. What's going to happen is you're going to dream yourself out of Wonderland. We're going to dream ourselves out of Wonderland. And while you're dreaming yourselves out of Wonderland, it'll get happier. The dream will get happier. So the dreamer is going to, or the dreaming is going to use the, the qualities of the dream to dream itself out of the dreaming. Yeah? That's what it's like. So the mind sort of entertained an idea that's totally insane, that there's separation and there's things and there's that. And now it's taking itself to be a body. You can't get back out of the hole that it slid through because it wasn't a body. Yeah? And now, so, all right, so it seems to be in this, in this situation, so it's going to use the situation to dream itself out of it, yeah? So now, the mind is entertaining ideas, not you. The mind is realizing things, not you, yeah? And yet, there's a feeling of you, and you're wondering, will I always have this realization? You never had it to begin with. And the mind is dreaming itself using the tools of what the dream has to offer, Yeah? And as it's doing it, it's going, to dream, it's going to get happier, the dream. So in a way, that's why we use the terminology of traveling lighter. Because people that are sitting in this, this area today who have been entertaining this, the dream has gotten lighter for them. Yeah? So in a sense, they're, they're not the process, but they're in a process. They're not the process. They're mind, but they're also watching a process of mind coming out of this idea. Yeah? of being a body and being a thing and being the thinker. And while it's doing it, 
the experience here, which is a place of experience, is getting lighter or it's getting happier. Yeah? What's the rush? <laughs> What's the rush? Who wants it to be over now? Mind or you? <laughs> You're the one who wants to get out of it faster. Sit back and enjoy it. What? <laughs> exactly. You are not there. Exactly. But what wants to hurry it up is the you that's not there. Yeah? Somebody once said to me, we're sitting here doing a talk, and they say, well, if you're in the depths of, of the ocean of that state, why aren't you, why aren't you exploring? And I am. <laughs> this is the exploration. Sitting in Marin City on a metal chair. <laughs> this is what mine wants. Why? Because it's happening. Am I in argument with it? No. That's what makes it easier. I'll speed it up. I want to get over with this. No. It, it's, it's moseying along, meandering. It's fine. All there is is mind. It's not in any fucking rush. It's not what's longing and is impatient or concerned about, am I going to get enlightened? It knows its own nature. But this idea, this little-ass idea produced by a mental process, taking itself to be this scared little thing, you know, trying to hurry it up, I just want to get an advantage, and maybe that's, they finally went to the last house on the block and they're listening to spirituality, now they think the advantage is enlightenment or getting out of here or nirvana, so it's trying to rush that now, just like it tried to rush your, your education or your promotion at the job or this job or that job. It's using the same same mentality. Yeah, This is about an ease and comfort, a relaxation. It's never about focus or concentration. It's an opening. The aperture opens up as if there's nothing to have, nothing to do. Yeah, As if there is no need to do anything. Yeah, It's like getting off of that hamster wheel of keep on improving, keep on getting better. Who says that? If you try to polish this thing, all you see is you in front of the polishing. Leave it be. It's as clear as clear can be. Yeah. So this whole crazy thing, if an action happens, our mental logic is there must be an actor. Who says that? Who says that to be true? Can an action just occur? Why does it have to be someone who caused it or seemingly caused it? It's just made up. It's a made up logic. Like what's his name said? Everything is happening at the same time. There's no cause and effect. Everything's arising all at once. Yeah? So wait a minute. Where am I in that? Yeah, where are you? I thought I was right in the front. I thought I was doing it well. No, you're swimming in the pot, brother. You're part of the soup that wants to get out of the soup. <laughs> but as the part of the soup. <laughs> it's like a chicken noodle, like a noodle that wants to get out of the chicken noodle soup, but it wants to be a noodle when it gets out. <laughs> you can't, content can't take its quality of content and get context. It's impossible. Yeah? You're being stirred. I'm being stirred by like mental winds, emotional winds, all this stuff. And then one day it's going to stop and it will like it never fucking happened. Just like when something, just like every day we have any experience. Friday seemed to happen, now it looks like it never happened. 
That's what it's all like. This whole thing is, is can only reach a level of seemingly so based on what's real. When what's real gets weaned off of it or tired of it, it will just be not so. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they won't even, it's breathing life into it. It's giving it life. It's blowing up the doll. The doll doesn't have its own pump. It's blowing up the doll. There's no great illusion. There's only the, it's only the audience that makes the movie good. Yeah? We're the audience. The mind's the audience. And the mind's probably going to get tired of this movie and it's going to end, seemingly, for you. You're going to pass away. Yeah. And that will be that. Probably like it never fucking happened. Haven't you ever had it? One of your realizations, something occurs, and what one of its, like, residues is like, geez, nothing ever happened. Because you'll have 35 years. Let's say you had... 35, you had 35,000 feet of chalkboard. You've had 35 years of scribbling a story about you, yeah? And in a nanosecond, it can be washed out as if it never was. It can be erased instantaneously because it doesn't take 35 years to erase it. It never happened. And you're totally in the virgin aspect of mind. It dawns on you completely. And then what happens is another sweetness arises and says, man, I would have put up with anything just to arrive at this point. Whatever would have happened would have been totally okay if it had anything to do with leading up to this point. That's the, the instant acknowledgement. All those 40 years, the only point they had was that they seemed to have preceded this, this, this all this, yeah? Like that. And no one even noticed. I was in an operating table happening. They were busy working on my leg. They built a wall. and There was local, local anesthesia. I was looking at this aluminum bowl where they have the lights in. They really get heavy lights because they can see what they're doing. I was sitting there, and then this came over me. They, nobody noticed. In the, they didn't, oh! Like a giant light erupted out of my head. No, they were just never even looked my direction. And this huge, quote-unquote, huge event was occurring. It was like, and then it's sewing and <laughs> it's, it's actually going unnoticed every second of every day yeah. there's nothing right or wrong with that the mind's attention is went to this place until it isn't yeah why yeah. be in a hurry Hurrying uh, is the first thing that stops you from getting, or it becomes one of the obstacles, if you will. Yeah, well, you don't have to get to it. So, right. of course, if you're hurrying, you, it's, it, that implies you have to get somewhere. And therefore, that gets, getting somewhere has some influence, because you gave it the meaning it has. It always comes back to mind. Yeah. So, that's that for the third time. That's that for the third time.